Candice party, Candice party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get together. Candice party, Candice party. Don't call it that, it's just a get together. Candice party, Candice party. Don't spill your drink, don't drop your food, don't make the music. Queen is not only a jam, it's the best jam. It's a slow jam. You could you 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 could uh, propose marriage uh, to discover the Golf and Queen. You could. You right, should. Please don't whisper. Say. Don't whisper quietly. Well, no, I just wanted it to be in the background to when see I if I could to... subliminally <laughs> influence the listeners. <laughs> when, I the, the, when I adjust no. the audio, that will be as loud as everything else in the pocket. It'll all yeah. kind of level out. Mm. Yeah. But is there a way you could just loop that in the back of the entire oh, podcast so the for the entire rest time. of the episode? Yeah, that and your satanic whispering. And yeah, when when you play it backwards, it says Paul's. We not should bad. do like a Beatles album in one of these episodes where we just suddenly there's like backwards noises and we've backwards masked in Ryan going like Yes, girl, me and you are girl, penguin. That'd be so creepy. You're a robot when you talk backwards, apparently. I don't do voices that well. All right, let's get into it. Ready? Today's episode is is okay you well know. it's about time thank you thank you very much the episode is called it's about time it's the time wait nobody episode. said welcome i'm sorry what can i say except you're welcome ryan please stop her say say the intro ryan hi and welcome to candace party it's not a podcast it's an intimate get together and i have my own microphone now yeah ryan's a real fancy kid now he's gonna sound like he's not being recorded on a 1998 dell computer and i get to hold it because i'm a star <laughs> he is holding it like he is a pop star he, he is i'm oh i'm almost afraid ryan Please don't will play be... with the cord you're gonna it's gonna <laughs> start I, buzzing yeah you're right you're right this is you very... can't see it but my legs are i once i started doing the star voice my legs twirled and again under the table because they were already crossed but now they're kind of like double crossed I'm a professional crisscross. No, <laughs> the guy from Indiana Jones is the king of the Christmas. No, spells. it's kind of like you cross your legs, but and then you take the hook and then you like hook it around your you other cross foot. Cross your legs, but then you take your foot and you put it around your ankle. Kind of like if you took a Twizzlers like peel pull yeah. like cherry thing and you just yeah. twisted yeah. it. Yeah, like when you, you pull. Yeah, apart. yeah, yeah. So that you can basically how good are those? Have Twizzler brand Twizzlers. Twizzlers. The brand, the, the snack that smiles back. Twizzlers. <laughs> That's the goldfish. Gold they do that. Goldfish. Goldfish. Yeah. No, I thought you all knew. At any rate, <laughs> today's um, episode, episode seven, it's yes. about time. Episode seven, proper production order. Disney Plus has changed the production order. What a win for us in this quarantine where. A huge win. Just an unparalleled tragedy. Truly the only win we've what had. What a movement that was. You know, Unrelated to yes. us. So much, in the, so much in the world is going wrong, but one thing has been set right. That, of course. Is Ryan's audio setup? <laughs> oh, also, you can hear me now. You're I'm, welcome, and I'm sorry. You're welcome, like a picture um, of it. <laughs> so yeah, episode seven, the time travel episode. Molly, you uh, before we get into it, yeah, we have our famous segment. I know we have one segment on this podcast. Well. We have two segments. Segment one is explaining, this is Phineas and Ferb Rewatch Podcast. We watch Phineas and Ferb. Maybe you watch it with us. Maybe you don't. It would be very confusing if you hadn't seen what we're talking about, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, we're also creating a giant bracket. We'll take the best quotes and songs from Phineas and Ferb. We put them in a big March Madness style bracket. We can't usually call it that for legal purposes, but I let it slip and Molly's going to give me heck for saying that. Um, we can't say March Madness. We can't we, say That's March- madness. <laughs> Thank you, <Ryan. laughs> We've got a really big whiteboard for it. I'm very excited. We've got a really big whiteboard, and we're not just talking about Ryan's abs. I'm kidding. Those are washboards. The point is, 
Um, <laughs> do our listeners think I think I have abs now? I mean, I do, but do they think so? <laughs> they know. Tweet the truth. Tweet us with the hashtag he got for Laura to let Tweet me know if you think I have abs. At Candace Party Podcast, hashtag whiteboard abs. <laughs> hashtag he got for Laura. My brand. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we're creating a grand bracket to prove the best of Phineas and Ferb, but we're also here as three adult siblings to prove to you that Phineas and Ferb is truly for everyone, and that doesn't just include children. And with that in mind, we're going to ask one very serious, business-minded adult Phineas and Ferb question. Every week, I ask. Minded. It's business minded, <laughs> <laughs> and with business minded in, in we sort of like discussing marketing terms. I feel like I need my glasses <clears throat> for that. No, what we're going to be talking about, and I'm sorry, I cleared my throat. Um, Molly is putting on glasses, but they are red colored. <laughs> they are not the right glasses. They're red colored aviator sunglasses. I Perhaps of ordering blue glasses. You have them, right? Yeah. Do you like them? I like them okay. I, I think that scientifically they don't work that much, but I just like wearing them because Molly hates how I look with glasses. Yeah, well, uh, no. those glasses. Let me be clear. Danny's blue light glasses aren't the normal blue light glasses everyone else They're has like been Stan getting. They're like Stan glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I look like Stanley Tucci in The Lovely Bones. She keeps telling me and it makes me really sad. We can't talk anymore about The Lovely Bones on a family podcast, but we can say Ryan meant Stan Lee as in Stan No, Lee. I understood. Like oh, okay. Yours look more like Stan Lee because they're tinted. Yeah, yeah, they are. You also kind of look a little bit like <laughs> very young Stan Lee. But without the mustache, that's Wait, a compliment. No, 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 no. He was a handsome see. man. <laughs> oh boy! If only this what? were a visual and, podcast. And don't you dare say that uh, this is irrelevant because Stan Lee was on Phineas and Ferb one time. It's relevant because Danny's wearing a Spider-Man shirt. It's also relevant because our business-minded question this week involves something that Marvel Comics has first-hand familiarity with: bankruptcy. Which Phineas and Ferb character has filed for bankruptcy? Oh, at some point or will in the future? Absolutely, as always. Hines, 100%. He, we just watched the episode earlier today yeah. in which he has to, he's trying to like stop the realtor from selling yeah. the building, so he has to call Charlene. And but that's why I think he can't have faced bankruptcy because he has been living off Charlene's money and she doesn't seem to run out. I don't no, know no, what she's she does. got a lot of money, and Major Monogram made that very clear to us in the one we were watching from season we, three. She's today. kind of interested. Yeah. And, but he really didn't want to ask Charlene for the money. He only did it because Perry was like, you're going to lose your home. Yes. And so that makes me think that he would have. But, you know, I'm still, I'm thinking about our discussion from the other episode about, about homelessness. homelessness. Yes. And like, I don't know how stable an antique business is, especially during this pandemic. Yeah. Perhaps. Oh, Linda. Perhaps Linda, Linda yeah. and more. How much money do you think she has saved up from her Lindana days? You keep talking about the residuals from Lindana, and I guess it's a lot. Like, I it's feel elevator like music. everyone knew her. Okay, but. Like, she. That cop at the mall? I stand by a female artist in the 80s not getting what they should have been paid. But I guess if I'm thinking about it, I could see the. I don't know what their names are, but like the farmer man and his oh. wife. Oh, yeah. You sold our entire home. Yeah, yeah. They, they seem like they could be filing for bankruptcy. They seem like they really don't have Because good he's constantly seeking out new business yeah. ventures, even though like everything he needs is falling out of the sky. Yeah, the, the bunny farm. So he's farm. either running a ton of incredibly successful businesses or he gets the stuff and he just drives them into the ground. I think that... He probably is just surrounded by the positive, positive probability ions that power Phineas and Ferb, mm. because I, it seems to me that you like I think he's the source. Is he <laughs> the source? Is is the mysterious force that Candace prays to in the second dimension movie? Is that the farmer? And if she were to meet God, would he be like, "Hello, dear"? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
I can't imagine. Oh, could you imagine, uh, not to get too bible but you imagine like Moses is wandering through the hills and he sees a burning bush and it's just like, Moses, the, guy, the voice of God. <laughs> what do you think? A plague of frogs is just going to fall from the sky? <laughs> Gosh, I wish I could do Phineas and Ferb themed stand-up. <laughs> if you begin? want Phineas and Ferb themed stand-up, Please let us know if you'd come to a show. Daniel, do it. Yeah, Candace Party Podcast. Tweet us. Hashtag Egot for Laura. It's all under the same hashtag. We're yeah. too lazy to look at other we, ones. We only want to and the cause is that important. It's an important cause. Call now. Anyway, our my, our, vote, my vote is just for Buford. I don't know why Buford just seems like in that last episode where he's a, a sensitive artist in his 20s, he just seems like he's going to, he just seems like he's going to, you know, go live in New York like in the movie version of Rent. And make really bad home movies on a Super 8 camera because he's wearing that little scarf and that means he's artsy and I hate art. Mm, but yet when we were talking art about homelessness, killer. you seem to think he'd be fine. No, Buford would never be homeless because he's living rent free. He burns up his notice oh, and oh, sings, he's we're not gonna, not pay. gonna he, pay. He's living rent free on our minds every <laughs> second of every day. Weirdly tall Buford from the last episode of Phineas and Ferb can't get out of my dreams. I don't want to talk about that. Um. <laughs> his legs must be so tired from running through my mind. <laughs> Oh, weirdly tall Buford, your head is the same as when you were a boy. The legs go all the way up. <laughs> all He's got the no way torso. Up. At any rate, so we, we think just Heinz is the answer. Heinz has gone bankrupt. I mean, at least once. <laughs> if not more. Or at least as a scam, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe as, as part of an evil scheme. Michael's like a picture from a disco golf magazine. I'm sorry. It's just really so good. So good. It is a disco. Mini, disco Miniature Golf and Queen might be the best Phineas and Ferb song. I don't might not even have to do the song. I don't want to tip the bracket. <laughs> I don't want to tip the bracket, but hashtag you got for Laura. Hashtag we haven't got gotten there yet. We but, haven't gotten anywhere near that but yet. It's at so all. good. So before we go into. It only goes up from here, folks. Oh. I, oh, real Stay tuned. Quick, before we get into today's episode, I got one last thing. Okay. And um, with a putter, she's a hole in one machine. Wait. No, I was just going to say that Kelly, who is um, is going to be, there's, they're doing a new animated Batman movie that is like a, a it's all Batman themed, but it's like a '70s martial arts movie, and she's playing a Batman character named Lady Shiva in this movie, who's a, a very cool Batman character who's not really been in much outside of comic books, but she's like the head of the League of Assassins, and I'm just. I just love I love her and she's great and I hope she doesn't have to sing in this Batman movie because was, we know she's she, comfortable doing it. Um, well, we'll just get Laura. We'll get Laura Dickinson to do the singing in the Batman yeah. martial arts movie. Was was she in the video game, the Arkham video Lady games? As, I no, she, no, Kelly, Kelly, who? Ooh, I gotta look. I think that she up. was. I she's thought she was in. Was she Origins? I don't know. I thought she was in. Or is that a movie? Like when I um, she could have done another one. Yeah, she's Lady Shiva in Arkham Origins. Oh, she's played Lady yeah, Shiva before. Yeah, yeah. Molly, cut all this out. I sound cut all, Well, I mean, it's not that nope. important. Stan. Molly, please, no. Face I, the world But, but we do just mistakes. love Kelly Who. I mean, yes. And she's had a long connection, of course, to just comic book stuff in general. But We love. I just lo- I love her, and yeah. she's a great voice actor. And Laura Dickinson should do the singing <laughs> for Lady Shiva. No and doubt there's no, 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 no. Laura Dickinson should do and be paid. the singing. For everyone. Oh, she should do the singing for Batman in this movie. For everyone in all movies ever. Forever. You know, he can dance and swing and really shake his thing. He's He's the disco miniature Batman queen. Yeah. Um, Today's episode. My brand. (laughs) Today's episode. Before we get into that, I just want to... Wait, we got more? Well, no, it's it's about kind of the episode. It's just... I really just have to talk about... We've talked a lot about the fact that we're happy. It's on 
Disney Plus in the proper production order. But I have to say, watching it in the proper production order mm-hmm. is like a bit of a weird experience because even still with the, in the proper production order, it's so different from what it aired in yeah. that I'm like, how is it episode seven? We're at the time travel episode. Like to me, yeah. that's so much later in Phineas and Ferb. And that's been like... But I'm... I'm glad they've put it back in the production yeah, order because absolutely. for future generations they will see it the way it was produced and that's important like to go back to I mean to talk about like uh, something almost entirely relevant Batman the animated series aired in a totally different order and that's like a beloved Emmy winning cartoon but now like Thank you. Now there's like a whole generation of people you did great work Ryan. A whole generation of people uh, with whiteboard abs who have experienced the show in the order it was produced, where, like, the first episode is the one with Man Bat on Leather Wings, and people always talk about that as, like, the start of the series and the start of something dramatic. But the first episode that aired was called The Cat and the Claw, and it's not a very good episode, and it's about a made-up Batman villain who's not from the comics named Red Claw, and she talks like she wants to get Nelson Squirrel, but she's just trying to kill Catwoman, and it's not a great episode. (laughs) And it's like... If future generations of fans started with that episode, they'd be like, this show gets off on a weird note. Well, yeah, I definitely think that, like, the continuity is better in the production order. And, like, especially when we see the things, like, we've been talking about how Phineas has, like, a bit of a personality change. Um, Do you think Bowwinkle has a taste for human blood? That was... (laughs) Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. He just starts gripping a woman's neck, shaking her violently. (laughs) Um, I just like really didn't expect Doof to betray Perry so early on in the series. And that's what's so compelling is that like a modern Netflix drama, there's twists and turns every every turn, Um, every second. I'm whatever. It's like a picture from a disco golf Shut magazine. Up. Stop like singing. The she's a holy war machine. She, she can, can dance and swing and really shake a thing. She's a disco miniature golfing queen. Um, so anyway, episode seven. Episode seven. It's about time. We've only said that a hundred times already. Look, a hundred. Here's the plot. No, we're going through the plot. Time. Light speed. Yeah, light speed. Go, go, go. Okay, wow. Go, Dan, go, okay, go. Okay. First um, of all, uh, we have the first appearance of Carl in this episode. <laughs> okay, so Lawrence takes the kids to the museum. It's it's a boring time. Hey, Linda is there too. Yeah, but it seems like it's Lawrence's thing. Lawrence and Linda, Lindana and Lawrence, they take the kids to the museum. Uh, they all seem pretty bored, but but Candace is excited. She gets to talk to Jeremy because apparently there's a Mr. Slushy Dog location in the museum. Uh, very strangely often used plot device that he's been transferred to a new location of Mr. Slushy Dog. Not going to dwell on that. I'm trying to go fast. Phineas and Ferb find a time machine in the museum that was invented but never finished, and so they they finish the time machine. They go back in time uh, with Candace, and they outrun a dinosaur, uh, but then they're stuck there because the time machine needs to be plugged in. Meanwhile, Perry finds out that Doof is fighting a new nemesis, a panda from Seattle named Peter. Um, he's doing battle with a panda from Seattle, Molly. We all remember. So set your heart, please, Dr. D, and I am sure that you will see that you and I will. Wow, that was Aerosmith's version. <laughs> that felt like don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> that has never come out of people. <laughs> That was that looked that? so involuntary. <laughs> he started convulsing. I really did. You just like interrupted from you. Like absolutely 
booming? Can we leave that? You you really strained those whiteboard abs no, to get that sound out. No, but that's the thing. Out. It didn't hurt like in the I'm telling you, it came out no, of him. Like, it was it not really? hard. It, like, that was the least strained I've ever been when singing in my entire life. Elsewhere in the world. And I think it's the emotion, the adrenaline Steven of Tyler's the Tyler's essence left his body and transferred to you for a moment. <laughs> Like those ghosts, like those nasty ghosts in the first Scooby-Doo movie. It just <laughs> uh, Doof and Perry, of course, end up reuniting. Uh, the the Fireside girls find a message Phineas left for them in prehistory, which no museum curator has stopped and looked at and gone, hey, that's weird. There's uh, English writing in this dinosaur footprint. Um, it doesn't matter. The Fireside girls find Phineas's message, uh, but due to an error in some blueprints, they end up building a machine that produces ties instead of taking them backwards in time. Uh, then they end up going back in time. Candace bemoans their fate, is struck by lightning, and that bolt of lightning inadvertently powers the time machine with an M. They all go back to the present. Fossils. Dun, dun, dun. Beautiful. Beautiful summary, Danny. A classic two-part Phineas and Ferb runs for a full 22 minutes instead of the standard 11, directed by Dan Pavenmeyer. first one, right? Our first two uh, This is our first one that's not just the standard 11 minutes. Correct. Which I really appreciated. And honestly... I was refreshed by this, and I was kind of like, I kind of wish more Phineas and Ferbs ran oh, for the full half yeah. hour. I mean, it's always a treat when they do. They keep the pace up pretty nicely. There's a, maybe one too many times they cut back to like the prehistory. Yeah, a little bit. Like it feels like the the various segments of them with the dinosaurs. Like you could maybe mash up just like one of those, so we didn't have to have a separate trip for Candace running with the little dinosaurs that look like her and the turtle helmets. That could have <laughs> been one cutaway, but who am I to judge a master? Like Monsieur Povenmeyer. Um It's not a French name, is it? <laughs> In this episode, our side characters that we have is our Lawrence, Isabella, Jeremy, and as Ryan said, our very first appearance of Carl. He is here, ladies. I was so thrilled and to see Carl. Single. I was really happy to see Carl. And again, like did he have were his glasses context. a weird color? His glasses, I think, were Are they yellow they were, instead of black? Or is that later they on they red? Some, there was something about they it. I, I might have it later on in the notes. It, they do that in, I think, maybe even Milo Murphy's Law when he shows up. He has, like, a different colored glasses. Well, he, oh, the Alcophiles. I think it's the Alcophiles, maybe. I don't we'll know. I'm just see. naming things that, that he's in. I don't know if that was this one or when, but... Oh, it's when he's in the movie um, Diving Bell and the Butterfly. I have that he's very short, I think. I have something written very short. I don't know what that means, but... Maybe it's a brief cameo. Oh. Maybe. Um, the episode starts off with a really great gag I love. Um, they find the fossil of Bucky, and Phineas is like, didn't we used to have a dog named Bucky oh. that went to go live on kindly old Van Simmons' farm? And uh, then Lawrence <laughs> is like, oh, come up here, let's look at this. And then it's like a fossil, and he's like, it's kindly old Van Simmons. He's like, oh, that's, that that's is, a really great That's bit. a really great, very adult joke. That is, what other Disney Channel sitcoms had the, had the guts to show you a dead man. Yeah, it's, a, dead it's a, dog. a play on a really classic joke of like, oh, we sent your dog to go live on a farm when the dog really, yeah. spoiler alert, has died. Um, and they take it that step further. Phineas and Ferb. Oh. Oh. No, Ryan. Ryan snuffles no. Was snuffles. Snuffles. snuffles was different. No, Snuffles was different. That really, he really did go live on a farm with kindly old man Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins, oh, okay. not Simmons. Yeah, right. yeah, right. I read the paper the other week and I saw that Oldman Jenkins had died in the obituary, and I just, I thought you can't say obituary no, no, on no, TV. No. That, <laughs> that that was. <laughs> I, I was watching it during my taping of my TV show. 
Dr. Ryan. It's like Dr. Phil, but I'm do, less qualified. Do you do a Wendy Williams S segment just called like Hot Topics where you just like sit in a chair? Where I sit in a hot topic and lick things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest segment to produce in the, in the quarantine because oh, yeah. it's never been sanitary, but now <laughs> it's you're playing with fire. Um, do you miss the hot topic signs that used to be covered in like barbed wire and be like real edgy? And now it's like we sell Disney t shirts in here. They actually, no, um, like, I saw Ariel some fur merch. No, I, I'm sorry. You right? both decided that you were not going to wait for the other to talk. And so that was 100%. It's the power of having my own microphone. I don't need to wait for people now, Danny. I'm a star. 100% overlapping dialogue is. I'm do sorry. Did you ever see that I wish in TV I could, shows and yeah. you have to like go back and you want to listen to like both of the things? Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. to, like, focus on them. I feel like Phineas and Ferb has some of that where if you oh, like, sure. they'll have two characters. Oh, sure. oh, oh no, my favorite's when oh, they're sure. talking oh, in sure. unison it's in the Christmas it's episode and they're like, well, no, but no. Yeah. Love that. Good bit. Wee, 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 At wee, any rate, wee, let's talk about the actual episode we're talking about. Yes. That was the bop alert because we've got... Ryan, no. We, we've got two. Ryan, uh, no. No, we've got... <laughs> so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe you can... <laughs> I'm going to take it from the top. And you're going to let me alert? No. <laughs> Not the bop alert. What happened? Ryan's, uh, Ryan sounded the bop alert, Molly. <laughs> He's just standing there menacingly. <laughs> Anyway, where was I? <laughs> you were saying wee-oo, wee-oo, it's the bop alert. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. That's... <laughs> There's two. a very Stefan style. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. That's the bop alert. <laughs> New York. New, New York's, York's hottest club, club is the bop alert. Where it's evil incorporated. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. What's that? That's the bop alert because we've got two. Oh, do you not like it, Danny? Is it cringy? Well, I don't care because I have my own microphone now and you all, can't control what I say. All podcasts are cringy. Anyway, so first we have the heartbreaking, gut-wrenching pain of when we didn't get along. Which I'll just say right now is my favorite Phineas and Ferb song. I'm just letting you know. I know we're supposed to do a bracket and vote later, but I'm just telling you right now it's my favorite one. See, I love it, but I don't know if I could ever pick because oh, it's so hard. Wait, That's why they got to go. Much later in the show, they do a song about about climbing a rock wall, and that one's that one's pretty great. We'll uh, have to see. It's just this song, the emotion that is conveyed through this song, the when it goes into the breakdown that I demonstrated for yeah. you before, the search your heart, please, Doctor D. It's just yeah. Perry's face says it. All. He is pleading. It is really Daniel. emotional. I remember being a child and being like kind of torn up at this. I was a little like, torn up, but I remember also thinking I'm as a, a kid, child. this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. It's, I mean, yes. It really but. manages to be both. It's the kind of thing that's funny, and then you kind of go like, oh, like it's, it hurts. I feel like Perry is, he honestly is just so adorable. He is yeah. honestly. He's, yes, he is just a little brick of meat, but like little, little <laughs> eyes and like, he's just so, so sad. I, and I can't help but be empathetic. He puts his little hat on the mannequin head. He does. He's like hanging it up. He's just Without Doofenshmirtz, he doesn't want to go on. He doesn't even try and find a new nemesis. It's really heartbreaking. And I, I even love everything leading up to it, though. His face from the minute that yeah. he comes in and sees the paw He's print. He's the panda. He's like, huh, I love this line. Oh, when he, he's We're like, just 
bad friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a panda. Can you go get us a soda? <laughs> That's my favorite. And then he doesn't and then even he give it to Perry. He doesn't give one to Perry. Oh, that Peter hurts. the panda's a jerk. I'll say it. Molly, he's a secret agent doing what he has to to get that mission accomplished. Well, he doesn't have to be such a jerk about it. I also have from that scene written, I have mice. Um, I don't know why, but I guess that's a line. The way Doof is explaining the paw print. Yeah. The paw print on his face, I think, is cute. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be a nice tattoo. Blink, blink. (laughs) Not the paw print. Doofenshmirtz with the paw print on your face. Like my... I don't know. I would, I'm not going to say my Yzma tattoo. Oh, that's it's right. too good. It's, it's too, too good. much for on the air. Um, um, I would love a tattoo of Peter the Panda holding the soda. <laughs> the two <laughs> drinks when he comes back in with the... I would love him just the sipping the soda. I feel like he's just so unbothered by everything. Yeah. And that's such another... That's like the other woman kind of thing to do. Just yeah. be unbothered. It's just such a jerky move of Doofenshmirtz to yeah. be like... Say jerk a few more times. Well, I can't say... <laughs> it's hard. But jerk is okay. The um, I feel like the Lego Batman movie very much stole uh, this this plot element because that a big emotional through line of that mm. movie is the Joker feeling uh, emotionally unconnected to Batman and yeah. lashing out because of it, and it ends with them romantically holding hands and saying, "I hate you. I hate you more. I hate you the most." And like the whole thing is like a breakup thing very obviously yeah. to the point where at the beginning Batman says, "That man doesn't do ships as in relationships. You mean <laughs> nothing to me, sister." Jeez. Get it through your head. It's so are these direct quotes. And that is yes, these are all I watched the Lego Batman movie a lot because I I think it's great. But also the face the Joker makes in that scene where Batman's is telling it comparable him, to Perry's. Yes, because when he says, You mean nothing to me, it cuts to this close up of the Joker, and then you don't they don't cut back to Batman for like a solid thirty seconds, and you just watch the Joker reacting to these uh-huh. mean things Batman's saying, and his eyes get so big and watery. When I was in the theater seeing that movie, the audience started going, Oh and it's like it's the Joker, he's a murderer. <laughs> But that's the power of A, Lego, and B, using supervillains as a metaphor for relationships. Ryan, what's the second bop? My nemesis. Oh, a classic. I, I have a little drawing of a Doofenshmirtz snapping. Yes. no one snaps like that. His little on rhythm. His, on, his little on rhythm like pointing he's doing to represent snapping his fingers. But also, this is our first appearance of the fake Beatles guys. Yes, which are featured in the new movie. And yes. I was shocked to see that when they released the clip yeah. of um, the new song. I was like, what I'm, are they I'm doing happy. here? I'm like, because after this point, because we haven't met Love Handle yet yes. in this. And I was like, in my mind, I guess, yeah. it was Love Handle. and then Oh, that's interesting. Because they're the backup in another song in the future. Are Love they? Handle. They'll pop up. Yeah, it's like it's, in the future they pop, they pop up. They pop up quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, when they're in a non-Love Handle episode, they'll pop up to sort of just like... No, no, I know. I thought you meant these guys. Oh, no, these guys do come back. Yeah, the the Beatles, like they're just, they give off Beatles-ish vibes, yeah. but they could be, you know... Are they giving off good vibrations? I was just really surprised. Simon and that Garfunkel and Oates and Hall and Jerry and John. Ben and Jerry. Yeah, they could be the Beach Boys. <laughs> Please don't sing like that. You give me good vibrations. You give me excitations. Just an old, old man. Um, um, Beach Boys. What's, what's his name? Um, Brian Wilson? Yeah. From the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. He doesn't sing like that. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty good singer, right? Yeah. Famously, the Beach Boys had some very nice harmonies. <laughs> he didn't mutter under his oh, breath. Oh, that's the Bee Gees. 
Oh, is there a Bee Gees song in Phineas and Ferb anywhere? I don't know. I guess Disco Miniature Golfing Queen if it was sung in a falsetto. At any rate. Anytime Baljeet sings, it's a little bit of a Bee Gees. (laughs) Make it an A. Uh, Somebody give me a grade. I need the man keeping me down. Somebody give me a grade. I'm like impressed at Danny right now. Is there a red pen in this town? Somebody give me a grade. Back to this episode. Anyway, She's the disco manager, golfing queen, like the picture We're from a disco golf magazine. Because it's a classic. It's a Stone Cold classic. We don't got to say anything more. I love the yeah. fake Dr. Phil, Dr. Feelgood. I love that the. I love that we are so early in the show that when they cut to the crowd of secret agents and their nemesises, nemesis, nemes people, nemesis. Nemesai. When they cut to the Nemesai and the the secret agents, um, I love that it's not it's none of the members of Love Muffin, and it's none of the Alka agents that we will meet in the future. It's all these kind of like off brand. They don't really look yeah. like Phineas and Ferb. Even Doctor Feelgood doesn't look like a Phineas and Ferb character because we're so early in the show that we're still getting like kind of guesses at what the character design aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. So I love that this is an audience of like there's no Rodney, you know. You look like a bashful Santa Claus pitching softballs at a girl in a bikini. There's none of that. <laughs> and there's none of, you know, the the moose secret agent or anything like that. It's very early days, mm. Phineas and Ferb, which kind of looks no like agent a Dilbert. Silent G. It does look like a Dilbert. He looks it like does. Dilbert. Um, um, although Dan Povenmire is a much nicer person than that guy who created Dilbert, who went off the deep end. We don't want to talk about that, though. Hashtag Egot for Laura. Um, <laughs> Egot for Laura. Anyway. Egot um, for Laura. I have- I just am really puzzled by the rules of the Mr. Slushy Dog slash Burger Universe. Here we have um, Mr. Slushy Dog in the museum. And it's Mr. Slushy Dog, but he is not wearing the wiener hat. He's just wearing the paper (laughs) one that is usually worn at Mr. Slushy Burger. So I'm quite confused as to what the rules are. Um, I do love the bit of part of the fossil exhibit. That's a good one. I will hear that in my head. The rest of my life. I, that impacted me so much as a youth. The, first of all, Ashley Tisdale is truly a great voice actor. Second of all, her line delivery on that is so perfect and memorable. And like <laughs> you you hear it like a hundred times in this episode because she, get, she gets stuck in a little time loop. Molly and I were just talking about this today yeah. about how good of a voice actress, um, voice actor, I guess. We were just talking about how good of a voice actor Ashley Tisdale is because we watched the episode that's a clip show, and I know we keep yeah. talking about other episodes, but they just do a compilation of just all of her screams mom. mom at the end to the Phineas and Ferb theme song. Which right now is my pick for number one song. Ooh. Are you serious? It was so good. Oh, oh, like that version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the theme Not song. The theme. I was gonna say. I That's was like, I, I mean, it's great, and but I feel like we hear it too often. Mm. Just the expression that yeah. she can convey through the word mom in so many different ways. Mom. It truly takes a, a person. It takes talent. a village. It takes a village of Ashley Tisdale <laughs> voice clips to put together. Yeah. To this, the, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale's amazing. To think. To dream. Whether it is nobler to love, I know not. At any rate. That's a great bit. There's some really good uh, bits in this. One of my favorite is Candace face plants in the mud, and so that becomes a fossil. (laughs) And Lawrence sees this and gets excited, and he goes, look, darling, this fossil looks just like Candace. And then in the past, 
Thank That's you. A good impression. In the past, uh, they drive their little motor scooter through the fossil of Candace, and so it just becomes this this like mess that's like been run over and it looks really gross and then Linda walks over and she goes that's not very nice <laughs> which like I love that in imagine the- your husband saying that about his stepdaughter <laughs> yeah like look darling just- <laughs> he just points to like a baboon and he's like looks just like your daughter <laughs> Not like like you like, she thinks he's making fun of her neck because it's this one long line yeah. from the scooter <laughs> thing. Oh, wow. You, you really read I really that. thought about I it. I have a question. I have a note a that says giant chessboard is just for evil or just for fun. There is nothing to gain. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Doof's plan is to freeze all the secret agents yeah. and villains and put them on a giant oh, chessboard. Yeah. It's just for his own yeah. enjoyment. Did not, we say that before? I, I've got yeah. a, a real bone to pick. With the fact that they fit three people on one scooter. What? You never had a Vespa? There, there is no way. You, someone will Vespa? be hitting the part that's the brake on the back of the scooter and you know it. Molly, these are two eight-year-old boys and a woman who, all due respect to Candace, does look enough like a stick that if Lawrence just pointed to like a, a, one of those rain sticks in the museum and, look, looks just like Candace, I'd believe him. These people weigh nothing. Of course, they all fit on a Vespa scooter. They scrunch real close. I just have a bone to pick with that. I would love a scooter that fit three people. I would, I, w- I would love it if Phineas and Ferb picked a bone and then inscribed a message on it so that in future times people found them. Do you know why I have something that says that mask that goes like this? That mask? Oh, that mask that goes like this is to when she's talking about the welding <laughs> mask yeah. and she just does the, yeah. the, the motion. That, which that is a good I, I think just the silence really gets to me because she just keeps doing it. Yeah. She's feeling it. I'm She's feeling the welding mask. Because it's forever inscribed in my mind. <laughs> um, I do think tie machine and time machine is a solid gag. I do worry about when we have to translate this show in other languages. I'm worried about those those other kids in those other countries. Is this joke going to land for them? Mm. Does the word tie in every language, is that close is enough that to the word time? time mm. Or do we have Jenny, to... Jenny, I don't know if you really know how other languages work, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you No. <laughs> No, every single language on earth. No. no. Is close? No. Is close? It's not. Tie and time is close? Here, yes. In the Spanish? I don't know, actually, but... Francois? Unless tie in Spanish is something close to tiempo. What about, what about then no. tie? Anyway, that's a good point, Danny. Like, do tie people? Yeah, I knew even. In Thailand. <laughs> um, I have written that they use the phrase stroke of luck again. And yeah. um, I just enjoyed that because I've never really hear that that much. I enjoyed when Candace is struck by lightning because it's another time where <laughs> almighty uh, God is punishing her for her sins. Candace right, against you. the universe. <laughs> How lucky though are they that there's space between T-Rex's toes? I I really I, <laughs> like they're so lucky because I don't know if I if it's always depicted that way with that much space between their toes. But do you think they have webbed feet, Molly? Did you think they have webbed feet before those? No. I mean, in Jurassic I Park, know. I feel like do you, you never think T-Rexes ever enjoy like a nice dip in the pool a day at the spa. Do you think that they like get their cuticles done, T-Rexes? It's a spa day. Spa day. I don't know the words. It's a spa day. It's not Laura, so... I think it's Danny Jacob. Um, At any rate, 
Um, I, I just, I really enjoy this one a lot. Um, I think it's interesting that both songs, because it's a double-length episode, they're both just Doof and Perry's perspective on the breakup. That's how yeah. momentous it is. No musical attention is I paid think, to Phineas I and Ferb. I think the Doof Perry line always yields the best songs, yeah. though. Like, think about it. So far, we have yeah. these two, which are both Bob's. Goody Two-Shoes And brother. then Goody Two-Shoes' brother. Yeah, and the Perry theme song the is Perry just theme song. beautiful. Um, Great. I would like to say... That my favorite joke in this episode has nothing to do with the time travel. It has nothing to do with Perry and Doof. My favorite joke in the whole episode, except for maybe, would you go get us a soda? Because it's the warm way he says yeah. it. My favorite joke is Candace is outside the museum. And she's, <laughs> oh. she's on the steps of the museum and she's real sad. And a, a kid walks over to her and, she's like, uh, and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, I got kicked out for yelling. And he goes, whoa, yelling? That's hardcore. I mean, I stole this pterodactyl, but yelling <laughs> and then i i love that she's he says the line at one point it's not like i yelled or anything yeah. like as if it's the worst thing and then he stands in the museum and goes i'm a kid yelling in the museum <laughs> he's like tackled and, uh, yeah and the security guards chase him it's a good time one of my favorite little things that's in the back is during um when we didn't get along that he's walking by a better panda restaurant and like that just really to me Drives yeah. it home even further that even the background jokes are painful, mm. and um, that's just a, it's just a, that's a whole beautifully animated scene with like the rain. Oh, and yeah. it is. Phineas and Ferb, despite having a very small budget, um, as all children's animation in America really does, despite having a very small budget, has a wonderful visual aesthetic to it because like. A show like The Simpsons had definitely a style to it. It had something going for it, but now especially in a modern like digital age, every episode of The Simpsons looks very much the same and the background design is kind of bland. Not in a bad way. Like that's the point. The Simpsons is about the writing more than the visuals. But like Phineas and Ferb, even down to like the triangular pattern that's in a lot of textured surfaces, like mm -hmm. it, re it has a real look to it. Um, and uh, a better panda restaurant is a heartbreaking visual touch. It uh, is. Just really cementing just the Perry's. the power they have to evoke such emotion from their viewers is just... It speaks volumes. It, it speaks does. volumes about the talent of Dan If Bob it isn't for a modern Netflix show... If it were a modern Netflix show that gets like four episodes every season or whatever Netflix does now, this would this would definitely be their big like emotional cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I, it's so weird to see it in the middle like the early of the season yeah. like it was a big deal when that was towards this the end only episode seven yeah. um i also just love that in this we get the origin of doof's photo like yeah. what a classic photo that we'll see for like the entire series when monogram's yeah. talking about doof and Schmerz. it was the day he decided to get his picture taken the day? and i have that picture danny gave me yeah. that photo for my high school graduation framed yeah, and I it's always been on my wall it is it's it a good picture i love it and I had to, I, just because we didn't talk about it when you brought up the song, to me, the fact that some genius was able to rhyme no clothes and a pose, yeah. just, that brings me so much joy. Molly, you know my favorite rhyme in history. Please, underscore me, Ryan. Um, my favorite rhyme in history is in the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, In the Heights, where he rhymes Pinocchio and Tokyo. And that's just next that's level. A great one. That's a very Phineas and Ferb-y lyric. You know that uh, if Phineas and Ferb ran for like another year, Lin-Manuel Miranda would have been on it. Like, there was he no way. asked me to underscore. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda got onto DuckTales. It's a, it's he was weird. on How I Met Your Mother. It's weird that he was never on Phineas and Ferb. Like, the man made it into DuckTales. What if he's in the movie and we don't know? Oh, wow. 
What if Candace? What if it's not Candace against the universe? That's like a fake title. And then when the movie premieres on Disney Plus, it's called Candace against Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and it's just her and him having a bitter fight to the death. Honestly, this might air after the movie. No. Two weeks from our today, we're recording Ooh, this. Two weeks. That's interesting. It. If you would like a, a nice countdown, I recommend following Laura Dickinson on Twitter because every day she changes her bio to be. Hashtag egot for Laura. Hashtag egot for Laura. Uh, I will not stop campaigning. I will not stop rioting until she gets her egot. She's halfway there. No, Remember that. We only need two. It's true. Um, Please cut out me saying no justice, no peace. That she just needs an now. Oscar, and she could win it because this is technically a movie. Although it's not going to theaters. It's not going to theaters. But maybe like, maybe one day. We can own it up. Maybe one day she'll get her own movie. We have and to then talk there will be justice. The emotion of Perry. Yeah. Because I, I, I we talked about that a lot. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And how it's visually shown in the Doctor Feel Better segment. Yeah. Um, your doodle, Ryan, for reference. Oh yes. Um, now I know you can check out our Twitter for once once this episode airs for. My beautiful doodle, unlike the doodles of Danny, which are actually beautiful. Not this one doodle. is beautiful. Yeah, they're just little doodles he does. It, does. it takes him like three minutes to do. Don't even worry about it. He doesn't put any time or effort into them at all. Really, it's nothing. Um. Anyway, so my drawings. Danny looks like he's gonna murder Ryan. Nope, oh, but I Danny, just have a little bit of soda Danny, in my mustache. Danny, the one coming up. Marty the Rabbit Boy and his musical Marty blunder. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Check our Twitter and you can see my uh, multiple album covers I created for Marty the Rabbit Boy and his musical blender. We promote our, our Yeah, I was just going to say, on our Instagram, we do promote our Twitter a lot, but you can also comment and like our posts, view our stories and things like that on our Instagram. Who lives, who dies, anyway, who tells your Perry at uh, Dr. Feel Better. He, uh, the, the way he's drawn, you want to talk about the hair, Ryan? I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's I think it's that he's letting himself go, correct? Is like I think he's depressed. He's just depressed. Um, his his little t- three strands of hair, his little Homer yeah. Simpson hair, is just kind of wilted. They're squiggly. They're like they're up. They're yeah. squiggly. They they look like he just got out of bed. He's not wearing his hat. He's got a little chubby belly. Yeah, he's he's kind of letting himself. He's letting himself go. Letting it all hang out. He's sorry. I have to go back. I would love if we saw Perry like in a recliner, like with a beer, just kind of like <laughs> s- staring off into nothing. That's kind of what it is. Just they didn't yeah. draw. Like you know, they couldn't draw on the yeah. beer, but that's. I that's would what love it is. if instead of getting him a soda, um, Peter the Panda came back with like a nice glass of Chardonnay for him and Doof. Oh, I feel like Peter's classy. Peter, Peter, would you, Peter definitely. Would you get us a Chardonnay? <laughs> I feel like he lives in like kind of. I don't know. I feel like he lives an exotic life. I get the vibe that Doof, in spite of everything, does not drink. And not just because it's a children's cartoon. Like, I feel like Linda and Lawrence would, like, sit down at the end of a long day, have a cold one. I just get the essence that Doof nah, won't allow right. himself to go into that abyss. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even though he's, like, he's a semi-German and, like, you know, beer No, he likes his cucumber there. water, and he's happy with that. He's soda and cucumber water. He's a clean-living man. Honestly, he probably doesn't have money for alcohol. It costs a lot. Hmm. Um, I'm a yeah, but Peter the Panda, he might be classy, but he doesn't have what Perry has with Doof. You know, An like emotional. 
because he just while he's backstorying and singing, he's just doing he's doing his job. Like you yeah. know, he's just there to work, and that shows that Perry and Doof have so much more than he could have ever had with him. And the fact that Doof fell for that, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Do you think Perry ever truly forgives him? Like I know, like they they make together. up and then they you know are nemesis nemesis again. But do you think he? Do you think he's really let that go? Do you think he's really gotten over that? Can you ever trust someone again? Can you ever after trust time? someone again after they do that? That's the real question right for this episode. Hashtag you got for Laura. We'll have to look to see as the episodes go on from here. Like, yeah. do we sense a hesitation? Mistrust? A hesitation, a note mm. of Perry just kind of giving Doof the side eye My. when another animal is in the room. Um at any rate. So I, I honestly, the Phineas and Ferb and Candace stuff is pretty self-explanatory. I do like the little dinosaurs that look exactly like Candace. Mm-hmm. It's one of many times we will see things that resemble Candace. I feel like a lot of times we get a joke where it's like she'll be screaming in front of something that looks like her screaming, or you know. Um, this episode does end with a living Tyrannosaurus Rex being frozen solid, like Captain America, in the middle of a museum, and like. I know that we don't really like to delve into like the well, yeah, but let's be realistic about this cartoon for babies. Look, any museum curator worth their salt would notice a new thirty-foot-tall Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> also, a poor use of space in this museum that they had a giant atrium with nothing, nothing in, in the it. center. I sure. mean, it was literally just a flat bed of grass. It seems like you should put a T Rex. How was this museum gonna. still around when you all you literally had fossils of old men? Fossils. Sim- I almost said Old Man Jenkins. Old Man Simmons and yeah. Bucky. Like, Could you imagine putting in a museum like a recently deceased <laughs> farmer? Like, he donated his body. Imagine to going and taking the deceased farmer out of your basement, going to, <laughs> going to a museum and being like, you know what? Less people need to see this than this in is my basement. A dis- this is imagine. a display. You just show up at a museum with a dead body. <laughs> this is for uh, science. What? For science. This is a display. <laughs> I'm donating his body to science. <laughs> Literally just roll up with a trash bag. <laughs> I love the gag of, um, thank you, Peter. I've been meaning to stack those chairs. That That's is just... <laughs> I also really like and that... And ne- I never remember. I never yeah. see it coming when he's doing it. I'm like, what's, what's he doing? And then I'm like, oh. I also really love that when this, when Doofenshmirtz calls for his machine to be wheeled out and he has no henchmen or anything. <laughs> and it's just, it's a stage hand from the TV show just wheels yeah. out Doof's machine. And they have like... The camera and the microphone, like in a plant holder. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but I enjoyed that. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Have you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed Lawrence's uh, use of the audio tour at the museum. And of course, the greatest joke in history, greatest which is joke. him lying in bed at night going, Fussles. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I've been thinking about, I think we were talking about this the other day about getting that tattooed somewhere. Oh, getting fossils. Yes, fossils, da, da, da. And I think it would be nice just like in a nice, like really fancy writing. Yeah. Just on like the forearm. I think that's And then a like someone tattoo. really reads it and they're like, what? I'm sorry, what? And then you go. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, and they, they like read it, read it again, again. Oh, and they're you like, should oh, have okay. like the recycling, like the arrows, one at the bottom. <laughs> like the little, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you're always cycling through the fossils. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Or the that coda was, symbol it, from it, music? Yeah, it's kind of just like, um, you know those, um, what are they called? Sorry, just give me a second here. It could be just like a flow chart. It's like, are there yeah. fossils? Yes. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then it just says like, go, go back, back to the top. top. Yeah. Mm. 
I that it. was a really iconic joke of my childhood because yeah. my best friend and I used to sit there and then like we would change that to like be another one word thing. Yeah. Like I remember for some reason us for years going muscles, dun, 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 over and over again. Because you were ripped. Molly no, had no, whiteboard like, abs. Like from the sea, muscles. Oh. I don't know why. I'm a fish hooks, I think. Huge. It was, oh, I'm a huge fish hook. Definitely not fish hooks. I love a fish hook. Um, I did my know that Oscar. they do have shells. I like Milo. Milo was a good one. Sorry, no. Molly. We were doing a fish hooks bit. I'm, Why didn't you like Milo? I, Clementa. I, I wasn't. Well, Clementa was oh, Clementa. They're pregnant. Teacher. The seahorse. Voiced by uh, oh, Dana Snyder. Dana? Yeah. Can we start a spin-off fish hooks podcast? Nah, 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 nah. I'll do please another Aerosmith Aerosmith version. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, please, what was your note? Oh, I just noticed that the photo studio that Tooth goes to is yeah. called Shell Photo, but spelled S-C-H-E-L-L and photo with an F, and I enjoyed that. And I just wanted to share that with what, the group. What, what was it called? Shell Photo, S-C-H-E-L-L, photo with an F. Is that a pun? I don't know, but I enjoyed it. photo? That sounds like it's a joke. It felt like it was something, but I didn't know, shell so photo. I just wrote it. And, uh, I, shell photo? No, no, shell. Shell city. But photo, photo with an F, shell and photo. I liked that. I shell know. photo. That's, so, that's got to be something. Let us know if you know. Yeah, if you understand a joke that I don't. Tweet us. Hashtag EGOT for Laura. Yeah. So, all of them don't have to be hashtag EGOT. I don't want any. Don't, yeah, I don't want to start any other hashtags. Oh, okay. It's not just, not just this messy. early, Molly. I have Finn in quotes. Do we know why? With two ends? Oh, somebody calls Phineas Finn. Oh. As like, for sure, one of the, I think it's Never Lawrence. heard that before. Yeah. Um, I just would like to touch on that. Uh, I love that it says like Candace and Jeremy, like C plus J and that's his favorite yeah. fossil in the museum. That and that's sweet. adorable. And it this really is, warms my heart. This is an emotionally earnest episode of Phineas. You see Jeremy like actually be interested in her. Again. Yeah. I, I feel like, like it's a little mm, emotionally abusive because sometimes he just well, doesn't like her. He's not into her. And then like, sometimes they're like dating. Like, no, I feel like it's no. always pretty. That might be the airing order messing things up from the production order because so yeah. far we have seen Jeremy exhibit Pretty pretty strong crush vibes on Candace. Like, you know, there's as early as the he's a bully episode, Raging Bully. Um, you know, she's she keeps trying to like sneak taking pictures of him, which is creepy. Um But a lot of us do it. a, a Molly? No, um, we don't. Have you, you've never been a teenage girl, okay? You're right. Anyway, so uh at any rate, uh in that episode when she's trying to sneak photos of him, at the end, we see that he was like consciously trying to pose for her pictures and he's disappointed when she doesn't have room on her camera to take the photo of him balancing all the slushy dogs on his arms that he has glued to his arms just for the purpose of the photo like he's he's pretty clearly like got something going on for her but i'm not asking her out at the same time if there is an inconsistency maybe it's because she's driving him away because she does weird stuff like uh gosh i don't know run up to him a hundred times and keep yelling part of the fossil exhibit that's a good one but he keeps coming back and i think that's sweet maybe it's because she keeps doing the <laughs> laugh <laughs> Molly did that was. today when she walked down the stairs after trying to wake you up and i really was terrified I was like sleep. i was not expecting that at yeah. all i didn't even hear her come down the stairs i just heard <laughs> are you sure elmer fudd wasn't behind you no it's me uh, are you ever sure He's very, very quiet. Oh. <laughs> you would never notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At any rate. Anything else anyone's got? Um, I just really like this two-parter. It's I very did. Solid. It's a great one. I think it's probably it's a, the turtle helmet joke is probably just, you know, Disney 
broadcast standards and practices usually wants any character riding a vehicle no. to have a helmet on. And Phineas and Ferb does it the best. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb does it the best with their hair-shaped helmets, Lindana's shower uh, towel helmet, and uh, Turtles' as helmets. Yeah. Do you ever think about wearing a helmet in the shower? Because sometimes I, <laughs> it is slippery in there. Right. Oh, I think about all the time I'm so worried about falling in the shower. I don't, like, that was a fear drilled into my head as a okay, kid. Okay, I'm like, filthy, but I don't want to mess up my perm in a legally blonde like, like, clue to a murder. Mystery. No, like, let's think about this. You wear the helmet and then, like, maybe just to wash your hair, like, you just, like, sit down yeah. and then you put the helmet back on. Yeah. I think yeah. it's logical. I you agree. Wanna, you just down. one man's opinion. Just to, no, ju- just so you can take off the helmet to wash your hair oh. so that way you can't fall that far. And then you stand back up. And continue. You buckle yourself into a shower, uh, shower chair. Well, yeah, I always do. Anyway. I'm not gonna fall on my sh- <laughs> off my shower chair. It's like, oh, like he fell off his shower chair. <laughs> why, why, why have the chair there? If you're just gonna fall anyway, Ryan. And uh, I say, just leave me alone. And they say, get out of here. This isn't a real bathroom. This is a Lowe's. And I said, listen, <laughs> you gotta test it out. I got to test it out. Thank you. <laughs> Start is funny. Thank you. Um, Why do don't we ever go to Lowe's together? Let's go to Lowe's. Oh, oh wait. It. Pandemic. It's not fun to go to businesses anymore. <laughs> um, do you want to read the quotes from this one? Sure. Uh, as always, we have our collected best quotes for a particular episode. At the end, they will go into a bracket. We will find the best quote. Um, best quote. And they will be the next American Idol. Best quote. And third. Best quote. Party time. Excellent. Best quote. At any rate, you probably want to cut that out. That was just golf a... magazine. All right, it's about time. I stole a pterodactyl. It's not like I yelled. I also wrote that that child looks like he's from the Weekenders. Um, <laughs> part of the fossil exhibit. That's a good one. It was the day I decided to get my picture taken while I'm singing about my feelings. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. I've been meaning to stack those chairs. That one's not doof, but I started to read it like I was doof. I'm sorry. I'll read it like Dr. Feelbetter, who is voiced by Carlos Alizraki. That's just a guess. I actually didn't check the credits, but I assume he sounds like Mr. Crocker. Um, Thank you, Peter. I've been meaning to stack those chairs. I promise to hurt you the right way with cartoonish physical violence and elaborate traps I've constructed out of strange things I've purchased over the internet. (laughs) And of course, fossils. Boop. All right. I, uh, that little doof monologue is fun. Heard it you do the right way. I enjoy that. Although, how healthy is this nemesis, nemesis relationship? It's definitely really? not healthy, but they, at least they can be unhealthy together. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Sounds, uh, sounds very unprofessional of you. To, it is. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Mm. Mm. These are Disapproves. my views and not the views of the NSW. She uh, let's see. What else do we want to say? We're not the views. Uh, this is not the views of the Disney Corporation. No. Uh, we have no affiliation with them. No. Um, what else? What else? We're Who's not other views don't we represent? affiliated with Laura uh, Lego, Dickinson, the Lego company, Batman. Republicans. We, uh, um, Laura Dickinson. We um, don't represent the views of Laura Dickinson. But, but we'd like to. We we would love to. We're not very if good talent agents. new representation. No, she herself is a vocal contractor. So I Really? Yeah, that's what she has. Dang. That's why, Danny. Maybe there was a sudden edit here because Ryan just started belting again. My um, only I just want to tell you before we go, I do not represent the views of Kelly, who the or any actor involved with Phineas and Ferb, and um, we don't speak for Dan Pavenmeyer. We don't speak for Swampy Marsh. We don't speak for uh, the Walt Disney Corporation. We but we'd love Plus. to speak to them. Yeah, uh, Disney. To the us, abstract guys. concept of Disney Plus. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At any rate, this has been another 
absolutely fabulous episode of Candace, Candace Party, Party Podcast. Please um, like, subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Send us an email. R- write us a letter. Don't write us a letter. We don't have an address. Oh. <laughs> Make it sound like we're the boxcar children. Like we're living in a shipping container. We have an address. We don't want it publicly known. We don't have an address. Jeez, Mom. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming. Ryan. Like us. I mean, follow Ryan, us on play Twitter. Us out. Ryan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Play us out, buddy boy. My name and name. Ooh, my name and name and name. My name and name. Ooh, my name and name. I used to sit around doing evil all day. But now I feel that someone's gonna get in my way. Yeah, there's someone in my life that doesn't want me to. My name and name. Ooh, my name and name. And I feel fine. Cause I have. My name, 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 Ooh, my name, my name, my And I forget what comes after the bridge. Good job, everyone. <laughs> We're talking I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. What? I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. That's right. It's not a party.